Cheers. Cheers. of Bradley and Dawn. My Talk 1071. Uh, this is your place for entertainment. Well, um, the strike is over, and we're so happy about that. And someone we actually talked to at the beginning of the strike, Minnesota's own Rich Summer. He's going to join us here in just a minute. Hopefully, we can get him on the phone. And I've been following him on Instagram. I'm sure you have, too. Like, every day he was out there just pounding the pavement, picketing, being the good union member that he is. Yeah, so he reached out after, I think it was just after the beginning of the strike, because we'd talked about it. And he was traveling with his family, stopped into the studio. We had a nice conversation with him about, um, you know, the importance of the merits of and the value of the saga after a strike. And so we thought, well, it might be a good idea to check in with him now that the strike is over. And I'm sure uh, when we get a hold of him, he's probably very busy right now on the set of a Hollywood movie or a TV show. I don't know if you saw his latest post, but um, he wants to out on Instagram, which it's rich summer S O M M E R. Uh, he said, now I can talk about work again. Please do consider these two projects that came out during the quiet period. So there's a couple of things he's in. One is called Fair Play, and it's on Netflix. And it is, it looks like a very heated drama. And then there's another one. Oh, Mink Season 2 on Stars. Oh, cool. Um, well, let's ask him about it because he's joining us now. Rich, thanks for being with us again. So glad to be here again, and so glad to, yes, talk about projects. I we can talk about whatever we want, guys. I know. Fabulous. There are no, uh, nothing is off the table. But first, let's start with how you feel. It's, I mean, you have been doing the work. You and your your, uh, compatriots out in Hollywood have been picketing for, gosh, months now. How does it feel to finally be on the other side, even if it's just a couple days? It is, uh, you know, it's beyond a relief, I have to say. We were on strike. Our guild was on strike for 118 days. Um, Of course, the writers had gone on strike before that. And really, the whole town had effectively shut down in January in preparation for the strike. Mm -hmm. So it has been a long time uh, that we've been doing this. And so we, I think everybody is just breathing a sigh of relief. You know, technically... The, the, we're, it's still a tentative agreement until the membership votes to ratify it. But, um, I, I know a couple of members of the negotiating committee and they have, they have both told me personally they are very pleased with the deal and I trust them entirely. So I see no reason that it won't just sail through. Oh my gosh. Well, I was so inspired. I mean, I would watch your video every day. You would put something up <laughs> and it even just made me like excited to come to work because sometimes, I don't care what work you do. You're like, oh, do I want to get up out of bed? And then I see your post and I'm like, I have to look at him. You were so dedicated. Didn't Fran Drescher like reach out to you at one point I saw on your social media? No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't hear directly from Fran, uh, although I am I am a Fran fan, uh, as many of us are these days. I did hear from from several members of the negotiating committee themselves, which was particularly gratifying for me because I, uh, you know, the, I was out there as as often as I could be. Um, and those videos were, I appreciate that you were watching them. I appreciate anybody who watched them. But the, the point of them was hopefully to just get more butts on the line and to make sure that the negotiating committee knew that we we were supporting them throughout this whole thing. So 
I appreciate that, and and I was uh, very very pleased to see some of the response that uh, that some of the negotiating committee had to those. Rich, can you talk a little bit about what just sort of the emotional roller coaster was like over the last 118 days? Like when you were out there on the picket lines. I, I mean, there had to be days where. It, you know, there was frustration, there was anger, but maybe there was a certain amount of joy, too, in the, the promise or the hope that, uh, you know, they would they would resolve the situation quickly to terms you guys were happy with. Give us a sense sort of what what the emotional ride was like. Well, we knew from the beginning that this would end someday. I mean, you knew it would end someday. It just became a question of how long were the, the studios and streamers willing to to kind of stick it to us. So um, it was definitely a lot of ups and downs, you know, big ups when the WGA settled their contract. I mean, we really felt excited, felt mm-hmm. like there was a light at the end of the tunnel, but we also knew that we, as much of, um, as many things uh, with which we crossed over with the writers, there were, there were lots and lots of things that were unique to actors. So we knew it wasn't going to just be a uh, I, I think some people felt like it might just kind of be done in a couple of days after mm-hmm. that. And, and a lot of us kind of figured it, it might take longer than that. There were also really low lows when the studios and streamers got up from the table and walked away in mid-October. That was, of course, really frustrating because it had felt like we were making progress. And then it felt like, you know, they were going to just be willing to to drive this into the dirt. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it, it was tough. It was tough to maintain uh, a light attitude. I mean, those videos that you've mentioned, you know, I think if you watch them, you'll see a real trajectory, a real arc of my emotions. <laughs> yes. There were days, there were days I was so happy to be out there and run into friends. And, you know, I, I, I felt it could be funny. And there were days where I just really barely had it in me yeah. to, to, to speak words. Um, but I felt also, Somewhat, uh, I, I felt like I had to to make a video uh, as as my even if just a record of where we were mm-hmm. each day of the strike. For sure. Have you heard? I've had friends that had to move back to their homes. I was a theater major, and mm-hmm. so a lot of my friends are out in LA trying to be actors, or they are mm-hmm. actors. Have you heard any word about people coming back? There are so many people that had to leave. Yeah, I mean, not yet. Okay. Uh, the reality is that the business is going to take a couple of months probably to really dig out of this hole. And, and re- I mean, realistically, it's going to take a year to mm. truly get back up to full steam. But I don't anticipate, you know, the, the, the unfortunate uh, numbers of people who did have to leave, I, I believe me, I don't wonder why. It was mm-hmm. really pretty dark times around Los Angeles restaurants were, were forced to close here and there. Um, it is, you know, the, the lifeblood of this town is the entertainment industry. And mm-hmm. when nothing is being made, there's no money. So it's, it becomes quiet quickly, but I'm hopeful that as we round the bend into 2024, um, you know, should this contract be ratified, which again, I, I believe it will be, uh, we should, we should start to see things really pick up and hopefully there will be, jobs for people to come back to as we as we get going here rich in the moment or so that we have left can you just tell us what it's been like for you and your family i mean you know people don't (laughs) realize i think you have this idea of what you know like i'm an actor in hollywood and what that's Mm -hmm. what that's like but for your family i mean you've got family in fact that's how we ran into you. you've got family in this part of the country what has it been like 
for your family over the last 118 days? And how are you guys now feeling, um, you know, with this news? Well, without without speaking out of school too much, I mean, uh, it was a hard year. It's been a really hard 10 months. I mean, the last Mm -hmm. day that I worked a real job on a set was in January. Mm -hmm. And since then, I mean, I, I, I have done a couple of little things here and there, a couple of voiceover gigs, but it's been really nothing like what it ordinarily is. I will say that, um, you know, yesterday, which was the first day back from the strike, I was very pleased to receive a phone call from my agent before 10 a.m. saying that I had an offer oh, wow. for, for a movie. And my, I called my wife and we both, uh, I mean, this will probably just give you an idea of where things were. I mean, we both just completely fell apart. Oh. So it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a hard, it's been hard on the ego. It's been hard on the pocketbook. Mm-hmm. We, we're experiencing things we've just never experienced in this career. And, um, to so quickly after the strike feel like there is uh, there is something on the other side was uh, a real real pe- good piece of news for that's us. That's wonderful to hear. And also yeah. quickly, you have two things that you put on your Instagram. Two projects I mentioned in the beginning. Can you tell us what those are again that people Absolutely. can see you in now? Yeah, Minx Minx uh, season two, which was originally on uh, what was then HBO Max. Uh, it then left and went to stars. So our, the entire second season of the show came and went during the strike. And it was oh. very painful for, yeah. for those of us in the cast because we're really, really proud of, of the show. It's, I think it's funny and quirky and light and, uh, good hearted. So if you, if you have access to stars, please do check out Minx yeah. seasons one and two. And then if you have Netflix, um, tonally the opposite of, uh, <laughs> Minx is a movie called Fair Play, which is, a really sort of um, deep dive into the darkness of sometimes gender politics and and sort of what it means when uh, a a woman is more successful than the man in a relationship. And it's a uh, really, uh, it kind of pushes the edges of how dark that can go. And uh, that was, um, I was really, really, really proud to be a part of both of those projects and couldn't talk about them until uh until yesterday so uh yeah we we'll, if you have netflix fair play and then minx season two on stars we'll definitely uh link to that in our show link so the audience can follow Thank along you. and we're just so grateful that you took some time out of your what is now gladly a busy schedule to chat with us about what it's been like over the last 118 days and we're so grateful we wish you all the best to you and everyone uh out in hollywood and uh please keep in touch Absolutely. Anytime you guys want to talk, I will be here. Thank you so much for having me back. And thanks for your support during the strike. It it meant a lot to a lot of us. So thank you. Absolutely. You guys, that's Rich Summer. You can find out more details about the projects he mentioned on our show links page. And when we come back here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, we're going to talk about uh, Tori and Dean. It's been a while. What are those kids up to? They weren't on strike. (laughs) Maybe they should have been. We'll tell you more when we come back right here on my talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Alight. You don't need to turn on the TV or check your news feeds on social media to see each and every day the number of displaced people around the world is on the rise. And that means there's a lot of work to do. It can seem overwhelming. It can seem depressing. But the truth is, it just means there's a lot of work, work that we can actually do to help those who are displaced by war, conflict, famine, and increasingly climate change. 
a local organization by the name of Alight, head to wearealight.org to learn more, is helping those folks who are displaced each and every day. They're doing that work day in and day out, regardless of the headlines, regardless of what's getting attention or not. The team from Alight is spread out across the globe in over 20 countries on the ground, doing the doable with displaced persons 365 days a year. It's super important that we help out Alight and their work. And my talkers, you've been so supportive in the past. To learn more about how you can help, head to wearealight.org. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. Um, we have to keep you updated always on what Tori Spelling is doing and Dean McDermott, her estranged oh, husband. God. They're just strange. Emphasis. Emphasis? Emphasis? Emphasis. That's my Friday mouth. Emphasis on the strange. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Tori Spelling's dating a guy. Oh, my God. The guy looks just like Dean. Oh, my God. Dean says she's dating a guy that looks like her for attention. Oh, my God. That's sorry, totally what? coincidental or hypocritical because, Dean, have you met yourself? Wait, I know. I'll unpack it all. Oh, my gosh. Dean McDermott thinks Tori Spelling is dating a new man for attention. That's the headline I saw. And there's a lot in there. We didn't know that she was... Did you know she was dating someone new? No, until you told me this morning. Thank you. And then you showed me a picture. And you were like, isn't that Dean? And I... Well, you didn't say that, but I'm going to pretend for the audience. In my mind, I did think it. But yeah, like, I think a lot of people, (laughs) when they would see this photo, and I was like, first of all, why why have we never seen this photo before? I don't know if the algorithm has just kept them out of our feed lately. But here she is, like Janice from that band uh, in The Muppet Show. (laughs) latched on to a guy that looks doesn't she kind of look like janice my god yeah right she kind of it's like they made the puppet after her face yeah well especially from the side profile it's not head-on but you just see her giant fake eyelashes her giant long blonde extensions and those giant fake lips (laughs) it's it's a lot it's a lot um, anyway, so she's making out with this guy, and I'm like, that's not Dean McDermott. Oh, wait. What? Who's Ryan Kramer? Do we know who this dude is? But that was the headline. And then buried within that headline, of course, is this other layer of of shadiness, which is that Dean McDermott is now talking through insiders to Us Weekly, of course, that she's just doing it for attention. And I'm like... Tor, or Dean, excuse me, please. You were photographed after calling the paparazzi outside of the like public assistance office yeah. in California, right? Yeah. And, and you uh, had papers and you had a woman with, with you. With a woman that you've now been romantically linked to and seen several times holding hands with and like hanging out with. So like maybe and, she's just doing a little bit of what you're doing. And sorry that she didn't look like Janice from The Muppet Show. Yeah. Or Tori, she looked different. Yeah. So maybe he wanted to switch it up. That's his deal. So, I wish I was Tori Spelling right now so I could call up Dean and go, no, I actually really do like him. Sorry. And then just hang up. Except we don't have those kind of phones anymore. It's just not as satisfying. Those phones? Just go, boop, phones. Oh, phones. When you hang up on someone, don't you, like, don't you um, miss just clanking the phone down, the receiver? Oh, sure. Yeah. Because you can't really do that anymore. Unless like, I'm flip, angry. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, nobody has a flip phone anymore. Maybe, but maybe your just for mad calls. Yeah, just just to be able to hang up. Yeah. Click. And they're not even they're still not even going to hear the click. Nah. No, no. Um, apparently the guy. And now let's turn our attention 
to what was buried within the story mm-hmm. or the update that we didn't know about is that she's dating a guy named Ryan Kramer. And I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah, um, there are a lot of Ryan Kramers on IMDb and they're cinematographers. There's, I mean, there's just a ton. None of them have photos, though. That's what bothers me. Inside Tory Spelling and Ryan Kramer's... Oh, he's an advertising CEO. Okay. According to all sources. The street's the place to go. Uh, that's a song. Um, yeah, Ryan Kramer, CEO, partner, creative director in Greater Los Angeles. Branding. I've opened his LinkedIn. It's now going to show that I'm looking at it. So he's probably going to be like, oh, no. It shows when you look at someone's LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Did you not know that? Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like, who are you creeping on, girl? Uh, a lot of people. Well, yeah, but no, who? Ca- nobody cares. Okay. But they'll just be like, oh, Don's looking at my stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Did I don't you- have one, though, so it's not going to say me. I don't have a LinkedIn. Well, you have to log in to see the profile, I think. No. Nope. Oh, you, you don't? don't okay. So but it's, it's not you're showing fine. it for oh, you. Oh, good. You're fine. I had a real blonde moment there. Like, how does the internet know it's me? <laughs> oh, well, first of all, the internet knows everything. It's just that the people with their profile won't know. Well, that's good. I'll just keep off of it then. <laughs> I mean, not creeping on it, but... Yeah. Well, good for you, Tori. Uh, when we come back, somebody whose LinkedIn profile you've probably creeped on, Don. Paul McGuire Grimes <laughs> from Paul's Church of the Movies. He's got all the latest on what's in TVs and theaters this weekend. Right here on My Talk 1071. My talk, 1071. Welcome back. Thanks for joining the show. It's the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. That's Bradley Trainer. That's Mike Ganger. And that's Paul McGuire Grimes. Hello. Hey, Paul. Hi. It's Hello. great to see you. Good to see you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. <gasps> the strike is over. Strike is over. I am so excited. Actors are back to work. Literally, I had an interview with an actor earlier today, Rosamund Pike, for the I was new movie Saltburn. Um, oh, Saltburn. Yeah, I've seen the trailers for yes. it. Yes. Emerald Fennell, director, Ooh, writer, good. director. It's so good. When I can't come I out? talk about it. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. So that that Wednesday, uh, it's it's stunning. But So I talked to Emerald Fennell, and then this morning they're like, hey, we've got Emer- uh, Rosamund Pike. Do you want to talk to her? I was like, yes, absolutely. Yes. Who says no? Right? Like, eh, I'm sorry. I'm too busy. And so Rosamund then we were Pike. in the Zoom room with the other, the other journalists. We were just talking about the other actors coming back. And I know there's a Disney junket right now for the, their new movie, Wish. Mm-hmm. So like Ariana DeBose, Chris Pine are doing interviews right now for that. So like people are back to work. I love Ariana Start, DeBose. Yeah, oh, my God. Who doesn't? Yeah. Anyway. Well, that is so We're cool. happy to We're have happy. you back. Thank you. You're not on strike. No, I'm not. Here is that why you weren't here last week? <laughs> I was here last week. <laughs> last Monday. <laughs> um, yes. Okay, let's talk about three movies that are looking for some award season buzz right now. Lots of chatter about them. Let's stick in theaters first for a new Alexander Payne movie called The Holdovers. It takes place in 1970 at this New England prep school. During Christmas break, Paul Giamatti plays that, you know, gruff teacher that no one really likes, that he doesn't even really like his job, and he's forced he to... He doesn't like the kids. Doesn't like, like the kids at all. <laughs> and he is forced to stick around with the holdover kids, one of them being this kid named Angus, who... Not a lot of kids like him either. He is told 
by his mom, you should just stay back at school this year. So it becomes this during Christmas break. During Christmas break. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and then it kind of becomes this three person movie between those two. And then Divine Joy Randolph, who is incredible in everything, she plays the, the cook in the movie. And even her arc has a really special and poignant scene. She played the cop in Only Murders in the Building. Oh, yeah. She was oh. in only one episode this season, but you would recognize yeah. her. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. She was hilarious. Hilarious. And I really think she is like the heart of the holdovers. I mean, the movie is primarily about the other two, but she's the one that will get your heart Aww. and then put a tear on your face. Aww. That's good to know. Alexander Payne, people may know from Sideways, Nebraska, The Descendants. He is so good with these like small ensemble character-driven stories. And if you like Paul's character in Sideways, you'll like what he does here because okay. he's so good at these like rough characters that you're like, yep, you're, I'm sold. And it becomes this kind of tug and pull between them because they don't really want to get along together but they have things to learn from one another and this dominic sasa who plays angus what his first movie mm. he was literally ripped out of uh drama school in the area when they were doing casting and Payne, alexander Payne knows how to play off of both of them and the shenanigans that they get into together it's funny it's touching it's, it's giving me like breakfast club vibes well, kind of i mean not uh, a little bit yeah sure yeah in that kind of you're laughing but it's also really serious at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it's generational, maybe generational. You feel that kind of New England cold, mm -hmm. you know, and what they you just learn truths about both of them that kind of enrich the story even more. It's okay. it's great. It's a crowd pleaser. It opened the Twin Cities Film Fest this year. So I was oh. there for it. And okay. I could just hear the audience just loving so the it. antics. Darn, you will love this. There's a scene. <laughs> I don't know why I'm calling you out on this. You'll get it, though. Where the Angus character late at night is seen going and sneaking communion wine oh, and then gets yeah. caught like that that just rang true to me oh, too gosh. i never did that but like oh my being gosh. a catholic school kid i yeah, know that, sure. that world yeah so four out of five ticket stubs the holdovers it's a good crowd pleaser i think people will love it okay I mean, absolutely great. four out of five is great what do you yeah. got what else you got so naiad now streaming on netflix starring annette benning as famed olympic swimmer diana naiad oh yeah who at at the age of 60, decided she was going to reclaim her life, reclaim her age, mm -hmm. to set in motion swimming from Cuba to the to the Key West. Yes. And this yes. movie recounts her attempts at the age of 60 to go and do that. I was going to say, I've seen this, and I'm like, obviously, I've seen the trailer on Netflix. Yes. Because when you open it up, it's there, and it looks very... Dawn, you can't watch this movie. Oh, Dawn. Oh, it's oh a, not Dawn-friendly. No, oh, because no, no, it's no. literally, she's swimming... Just her uh -uh. in the ocean. I mean, she has a team, and they talk about the science. I remember behind this with her and Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. So, I was going to say somebody else. Yes, yeah. Jodie Foster plays her best friend, who decides to coach her. Yeah, these two women together. It's an example of where two actors make each other better. By watching, because they've been acting forever, and they're both two of the best actresses working today. Oh my today. god, I wish I could see it. I do you not have not? Oh, no, she has a water really thing. Will, like, you would be deep, terrified. Deep yeah, yeah. And, and they and it's shot really well to make you feel like you're in the, in the water. water with her. Yeah, and no, things you happen, you and you're like, oh god, <laughs> there was things that I jumped at. But it's not just her swimming either. There are plenty of flashbacks that explain how when Diana was a kid, she was abused by a former swim coach. And that is oh. like what drives a lot of this. And then when she's in the water, you you hear her, you see her like flashing before her eyes, which is these flashbacks. I kind of think the movie uses too many flashbacks, but Annette Benning, probably the best performance she's ever given. 
Wow. And he was Annette Benning yeah. and Jodie Foster. I mean, together. the two of them together. And this is a playful side of Jodie Foster. Usually, Jodie is so serious with what yeah. she does. Oh, okay. But just totally playful, best friend. And Annette, you think about transformation performances with like weight gain mm. or prosthetics, they disappear. I felt she transformed just the way that she used her body mm. and her language and how she was like kind of just eyes eyes wide open all the time and she's not a likable person and she doesn't okay. make she doesn't make apologies for that either and i kind of love that about the movie it doesn't try yeah. to make her a hero oh. it presents her flaws and her the way she treats other people is terrible the way she treats her best friend is terrible and yet but there's I, obviously something to her that Right, you know, is yes. is endearing you to her, and Annette does that, and I would love it if Annette is part of the best actress conversation. Ooh, I hope it she could is. be one of those like lifetime achievement wins. You know how people talk like that. Mm. We saw that last year with like Jamie Lee Curtis and Angela Bassett. That kind of right, right, right language. Yeah, it's it's a great movie. Would you, you know, give it four out of five? Okay, now I mean, you're giving now us streaming on Netflix some here. Yeah, another Netflix movie that is in theaters now will be streaming next week because they do this like two weeks in theaters and then streaming is called Rustin. Bradley, do you know the story? Is this Bayard Rustin? Yes, Bayard yeah. Rustin, who was a civil rights icon that I think oh, yes. his name, his, what he did, I think has kind of been forgotten over the years. And he was Martin Luther King's best friend until the NAACP and Martin Luther King kind of turned their backs on him because he was gay and thought that that would deter the movement that they were making. So Rustin's like, forget you two. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. And he decided he was he wanted to lead the largest peaceful protest in history. That became the 1963 March on Washington. Wow. And it's a piece of history that, you know, is like out there in the open, yet very few people are aware of. Right. You know, or they are aware of it, but they're not aware of the whole story. Right. And, the, you know, the, the the meaning for a lot of other people. And I kept thinking about why has this story not been told yet? And I thought, well, it was Hollywood ready to tell the story of a black gay activist mm -hmm. at this time? And I almost think that maybe this is the time to tell it because you can have Coleman Domingo, who is openly gay, play him. You then don't aren't straight washing all of it because mm -hmm. you're making his mm -hmm. homosexuality part of the movie because that's part of his life and how his that the homophobia that he was around at the time and it's not afraid to show the relationship that he was in with his boyfriend tom the secret affair that he was having and then just what happened to him it's a it's a pretty strong movie i mean it it's a little rushed the beginning to like set the civil rights oh, okay. era here's characters you may know here's some timestamps in Ru rustin's life and then it becomes all about the march on washington and that's where the story the focus of the story is Ooh, so did, i can't wait did to they see do a this good, one a good job telling the story yes I mean, and, and i do we know it's a good story to yeah, tell yeah yes i do and i think it's it coleman domingo if you do not know him Put him on your radar. He won the Emmy for Euphoria. He's been on Broadway multiple times. He was in the Scottsboro Boys when that was here at the Guthrie. Oh, God, Anyone I did saw? see that. Yes, yeah. yes. He's a face that you everyone needs to know because he is so multi-talented. And I think hopefully this movie can not only put Bayard Rustin's name, yeah. a household name, but also Coleman Domingo can be the actor that we in the industry know he is and he just delivers like he is up front and center this whole movie and just grounds it and brings everything he oh, can to this character how am i so seeing good. this movie netflix okay so you can go to the theaters right now if you want to see in theaters it'll be on netflix next week okay oh he's victor on fear the walking dead oh okay i yeah, don't yeah. watch that so oh wow okay okay yeah right Good. He's. I just think he's. He's a great, great actor. He's one of the reasons why I like Euphoria or can tolerate Euphoria. Okay, is him and Zendaya. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, how many tickets? Three and a half out of five. Okay. Yeah, it's it's strong. Like I mean, I hope people see it. Three really solid options. Yeah, that I hope get that need the attention because mm-hmm. they could get lost in the shuffle if because there's so much out there. Now, Paul, Don and I have some questions about okay. a movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That we've seen the trailer for. Okay. When is Napoleon coming out? Napoleon comes out the week of Thanksgiving. Have you seen Ridley it? Scott? No. Are you going to see it? At some point. I mean, are they going to screen yes, it? Yes, yes, yes. The screening okay. is next Tuesday. Okay. Oh. So we expect the next time you're in, will we see you before it comes out? Um, you may no. have to look at that calendar, but I don't think so. No. Okay. Well. I'll try to see it before I see you yeah. next. It's going to be tricky because there's a lot happening in the next week or two with screenings on top of screenings on top of screenings. Because sure. the studios want they all want these movies up. screened before oh Thanksgiving. My, oh, my God. And there's my gosh, so much you, competition. Well, come on. Show me the money. That's what you right. should say. Yeah. Who's who's paying me, friends? <laughs> who's paying me? Yeah. So Hunger Games next week. Oh, Wish yeah. next week. The new Disney. Oh, so yeah. there's a lot on the calendar. There's a lot opening right. for this kind of coveted Thanksgiving spot. Well, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. Thank you. After you return. Yeah, I no, don't have high hopes for it. it well, again, it's, it's getting a lot of, um, I mean, the trailer, I will say, does not really put it in its best light, but there's a, I'm it just, just curious. Like forced intimacy. Look, when it comes to... Forced intimacy. Okay. When it comes to <laughs> historical epics, like, I don't need all the history to be like verbatim, but you want there to be a story that's being told that's actually worth watching. It's hard to see where that's going to be from the trailer, but right. And Ridley Scott has basically said to all the historians that have looked at the trailer and said that didn't happen. He's literally said, get a life. (laughs) I'm like, okay. okay." Well, I mean, this is, this is the trouble with biopics sometimes is like, how truthful do you tell it? What story within the life are you telling yeah. to your point like that's kind of why rustin was so good because it was just one piece of his life yeah. versus the whole wikipedia page to, like take the whole thing oh god yeah, yeah. um so i i'm curious you know i do like ridley scott as a filmmaker yeah, yeah. some of his best i mean alien yeah sure Thelma yeah. Louise, yeah. gladiator he's just a crabby old man now that's he right kind of, i mean he's over 80 yeah 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 i'm a crabby old man of 40 so <laughs> yes welcome <laughs> welcome paul you're anything but crabby especially thank when you. you join us and thank you so much for being with us again today we will see paul in a little bit but in the meantime you can see him on twin cities live today you look all fancy and dressed up, so you Thank must you. be on TV. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, head to his website, paulstriptothemovies.com. Have a great weekend. We'll see you guys. Uh, we're playing a game with Mike right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the show. It's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley Trainer yawning really big right there. Are you okay, honey? Yeah? That was not a big yawn. It was a tiny little yawn. Was it? Yeah. Are you sleepy from no. that floppy cheese bread we had earlier? Not in the least. I'm excited to play a game. Yeah. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. Here's your host, Mike Ganger. And not only are we playing a game, but we're playing a game together as one. Because it's Friday. It's Friday. Let's spin the wheel and find out what Friday game we'll play cooperatively and try to send everybody off on a happy little weekend. Yay. <laughs> Tracy. It's time for everyone's favorite game show, Dick Tracy. <laughs> uh, no. It's 25 words or less. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is that oh, new this game. Is hard. Newer, yeah. Um, it's a fun one. People enjoy this game, I think. It's all over the place right now. This game. Celebrities play it. Uh, yeah, we're doing the final round. You each have 10 words. You're going to try to get your teammate to match. Now, the good news, what makes this game easier is that you can do opposites. You can do sounds like. You can do all sorts mm. of things. 
What makes it harder is you have to use 25 words or less. Total. You can use any words. So for the entire list of 10, you can only use 25 words. So again, if you've got the opportunity to do an opposite, you should probably do that. Uh, Maybe use one, maybe two words per. Uh, Neither of you, I don't think, have ever ran through all 10 words. No, for Um, sure. This is a tough one. This is a tough game, but we'll see. Normally they're doing this round for $10,000, so there's a reason why it's pretty tough. Are the two of you ready? Yes. Kind of. Who is going to first? Is there a rule that we need to remind us of? Like, wasn't there something that... So you're thinking of Pyramid, where you don't want to... So this game is literally all bets are off. You can say anything you want. You can act it out. You can do anything you want. I can act it out? Sure, but you just can't use... Well, you're trying to get Bradley to match it, so it's okay. You can do a little bit of acting, Um, but uh, you just can't use more than 25 (laughs) words. Okay. That's the difference. Are you ready? Yes. Who's giving? Who's receiving? You go, Don. I'll give. All right, Don. Look at your words. Get mm-hmm. get get familiar with them. Get some ideas of what you get want to what you words. want to say. Of course, when you hear the ding, that means you got it right. Move on to the next one. Are you ready? Ugh. Ready. Then yeah. start it off. Loser. Winner. Yep. Brother. Sister. There you go. Uh, um. Oh, skip. Skip it. Yep. Test. Take. Exam. Yep. Got it. Go. Basketball. Sport. Baseball. Got it. Go. Outward feeling. Emotion. Nice. Oh, no. Sorry. That's wrong. (laughs) Feeling. Emotion. Happiness. Sadness. Mm -mm. Display. All right. Uh, skip. skip it. Yep. Um, natural beauty. Storm. Weather. Meteorology. Put them together. Uh, natural storm. storm. Weather, rain. Natural thunder. <laughs> natural storm. Ah. Oh no! Phenomenon. No. It was disaster. Disaster. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one before that was really tough too. Just yeah. what was that? Outward emotion or outward? What did you say? Outward. Outward emotion, and then I did display it's overall attitude. Attitude. Oh, is, is attitude. That, that was tough. Yeah. yeah. How do you? You had some really easy ones in there, and you had some pretty attitude, tough ones. I would have been there, like, but... <laughs> I bitchy. Just one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. You could have given examples. Sassy. <laughs> All right. I didn't get to. Last three, but there's all a few right, I wasn't going to get to. Yeah. That's all right. Let's go ahead, uh, Bradley. You give yours as soon as you start describing. I'll... Oh, these are hard. Okay. Tools, uh, junk, drawer, cabinet, workshop. Um, Skip cabinet. Okay, go ahead. Classroom person, teacher. Floor mover. Um, Tyler. Um, Floor mover. Uh, escalator. Uh, uh, people mover. Escalator. Elevator. Nice. Vote. Um, poll. Candidate. Politician. Um, Day. Uh, oh, election. Nice job. Past teller. Past teller. Um, past, fortune. Um, past story teller. Oh, historian? Nice. You 
guys win just for that yeah, one. But Historian, that's was, nice. I, it that's took me good. so long to get through these. <laughs> Gypsy! Gypsy! <laughs> that was really good. He oh, said, gosh. Well. well, maybe we do the ones that we didn't get to just for fun. And there's we one more list. Got, oh, like four. List. <laughs> yeah, you only got like four. It was, but, oh. but, you know, we got them. It just took forever. There's another list. There's you another give. list. Who wants to give this I'm final list? I'm not really list? great at giving. I, I think you were better. How many did I get? Um, one, two, three, four. We both and got four. And Don got one, two, three, four, four. Yeah, you both got four. All right, I'll give these. Okay. Are you fine? All right. I'm fine. Okay. Do I have to cl- can I close my eyes? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if you're going to do any motions to me. Well, I might. Okay, I'll just. Uh, Why I'll do you just need to squint. close your eyes? It makes me concentrate. That helps me. Close concentrate. your eyes, and then if okay, you start if to I go, emote it, I'll, I'll say okay. open up, and that won't count against yeah, you. Okay. Should I just throw something at you? <laughs> yeah, so that'd no. be better. That'd be no. way better. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's do it. I what? might open them. I'm just telling you. Oh God. <laughs> I'm start with them closed. My God. Okay, I'll just close. What? I don't matter. know what she's doing. <laughs> you're making it harder for no reason. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. When you're ready, Bradley. Yep. Win. Lose. Win. When? He's saying um, win. Win. Um, lottery. Um, win. Noun. Oh. One. What? Oh, forget it. <laughs> Actor. <laughs> Actress, uh, actor, movie, uh, performer, um, TV show. Actor. Uh, player. Oh, manager. Oh, agent? <laughs> um, oh, ma- uh, Skip, I am okay. horrible. Uh, mall, store. Uh, Claire's. Buy. Um, uh, department store. Uh, Auntie Anne's. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Bye. When you guys um, derail in this game, okay. you literally derail in this off. game. Okay, how about this? Yeah. Skip. Picture taker. Uh, photographer. Wow. Why? I'm trying to feel like, what would be a better way to... It's Which hard one? because like, so the first one. Yeah. What did you give me? Win? So I said win... Dixie. And you said lose. Yeah. And, I mean, it was loss, so I should have probably... No, it's fine. I mean, it's a different word. That's why I said noun, because I was like, it's the noun of a win. The second, how about movie leader? Uh, director. There, there you, you go. go. Uh, the third one, how about mall, mall activity? Uh, walking. Purchase. Um, shopping. There yeah. you go. Oh. Picture. Device. Device. Camera. Oh, yeah, device would have mm-hmm. been better. Um, I'm like Dick Clark at the end of yeah. Thousand Dollar Pyramid when he comes in and says, "You should have said this, and you should have said oh, that, and you should have said that." Th- you said, "Yeah, that was Thor." Not here with us. Well, of course, yeah. Thor, throat. There you go. I liked your motion you did because you touched your throat really. Queen. I probably shouldn't do that. Queen, yeah, that would have been easy. Queen, queen, king. king. Yeah, yeah. Uh, election participant, runner. Oh, candidate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. School. Marm. School. House. Locale. School. Uh, Locale. Schoolyard. School <laughs> learning place. Oh, <laughs> campus? Smaller. Small. Um, Single. 
classroom. There, there you, you go. go. Man. Woman. Why couldn't you start out with that? You can can you do them in any order? Ground. Of course you can. Breaking. Mud. Dry mud. Um dry mud. dirt. Dry mud's yeah, a good one for like dirt. That. Yeah. Well, okay, so there you, you go. got all we're gonna make Mike do this next time. Well, so Mike. I love this better. game. That'd be fun. I one. think you'd we're, win. We're, this is what for I want to sure. do. Mm-hmm. I want to, before Christmas, okay. a whole week of just doing games. We give Mike games. <sighs> like we, two, we, we do two games game show Mike, hosts with Mike, Mike. plays games. Mike tries to, well, I don't know who he'd play against, though. You yeah. could rotate back yeah, and forth between the two of you. You could give oh, games. True. Just, yeah. you know, I just, I just like don't the idea. want him to have to work so hard. Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. I and know. just please but do not do not do. I don't think we'd be as do good. Do not do the spelling bee. It's just embarrassing oh, for everybody involved. Okay, yeah, but isn't that sure. the point? No, like it's really embarrassing. Hey, Mike, spell. Oh. Automatopoeia. No. It's not as embar. It's not embarrassing. I mean, we've all me. lost spelling. Oh, it is for you. Mm-hmm. You have a bad feeling when you do it. I, we I won't feel do bad it about then. myself. Yeah. Oh, we don't want that. I mean, a little bit. Every day. <laughs> oh Keeps my gosh. Keeps things fun, girl. You think I like losing? Ain't nobody like losing. But good news, dear listener, you're not losing nothing except for us until Monday because it is the weekend. But uh, we're just going to go away and enjoy ourselves for the weekend. Then we'll be back, don't worry, with a fresh crop of laughter and hilarity in celebrity uh, and gossip and blind items. Up next, Lori and Julie, have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.